Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. You know, most of us have celebrated the holidays in 2020 in very creative ways. And we all have family traditions and events that we have maintained. And some of you, I'm betting recently either hosted or attended a small tamalada, a tamale making party. And of course, you followed guidelines for safety. And a tamalada, you know, is part of my memories in my culture. And I remember when I was a kid, my cousins and I liked hanging around the adults, mostly to hear the latest scandalous gossip or an old story that they would bring up. Like one of our stories about crazy Tia Maggie, who once hurled a frying pan at her husband for not taking out the trash. And another story when Abuelita took the broom and chased Mary around the house because she wasn't being obedient. You know, it was as captivating as a telenovela, which is a soap opera. We hung out around the kitchen door where we could not easily be noticed because if we were caught listening, they would call us orejas grandes, meaning big ears, before winking and continuing their story. They whispered the juicy parts, making us stretch our necks to be able to hear it all and sitting around the table and continuing to share life. And today, as you're watching, I hope you have orejas grandes, big ears, and that you would receive what God the Father just might be saying, and that you might have to stretch your neck to listen to his voice. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I just come before you in the precious name of Jesus, and I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every breath of life that we have. Father, I thank you for today, and I ask that you speak to our hearts and that you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, guys, none of us anticipated what happened in 2020. Major events canceled, businesses closed, and schools, schools using a dual teaching modality. In less than a year's time, our whole world changed, leaving us steeped in uncertainty about the future, and our lives were disrupted. Not even the church was exempt. We made plans for 2020 to help people believe in Jesus, find freedom together, and to live your purpose. And COVID-19 happened. Our well-laid plans were unended, upended, and then we had to close the doors of the church building. But God, you know, God has never been confined to a building. So we began to pray and ask God, what do we do now? And how are we to do it? Show us. And as a result, we had to refocus. We had to create new ways of reaching people. And God, well, God opened doors that we never considered. He opened opportunities that were never on our radar. He did what he said he would do based on a prophetic word that we received years ago. And it's found in Isaiah 43, 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and create rivers in the dry wasteland. We certainly had no idea about what was to happen, but when it did happen, we began looking for new pathways, the pathways that he was creating. Our why, 
or why we want it for you didn't change. To believe and thrive in Jesus, to find freedom together and to live your purpose. And how we behave never changed. To radically love, courageously connect, passionately serve and sacrificially give. But what did change? Or how changed? Our online presence was expanded now you connect with us not only in person, but on YouTube, Facebook, on the church app, and on Spotify via podcast. Zoom, Zoom became a new way you stayed connected with us as you joined circles, PTO, classes, the marriage program, and took advantage of serving opportunities. Even Kid City got involved in the action but providing opportunities in visiting neighborhoods. And even now, we continue to look for new ways to provide for connection that will lead to growth, healing, and freedom. The new pathways, by the way, have allowed us to connect with others outside of our city, even outside of our nation. God created new pathways and created rivers in the dry wasteland. See, City Church exists for you, for those who are far from God, for others who don't believe in Jesus, and your support makes all of this possible. C.S. Lewis famously wrote, God whispers in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Well, if this is the case, I wonder what new things God was saying in this season. We have to listen to his voice and we need to look for his handprints in our lives. So for right now, I want us to hit the pause button and I want to challenge us to reflect on the events of 2020, but not just focus on the mess. I want to challenge us to look for God in the midst of the mess the problems, is during this time that it's hard to see the hand of God, so we have to look carefully. But God was and is at work during this crisis time. He is creating new pathways and new opportunities. At this stage of my life, I've had many major disruptions, loss of loved ones, cancer, disappointment, and not achieving all the goals that I had set out to achieve. And life, life just not turning out the way that I had dreamed it would. And at times, even God not answering my prayers the way that I wanted them answer, my way. And as a believer, I'm not exempt from the problems of life. I've experienced illness, temptation, disappointment, grief, and a hundred other challenges in my life. But I took the time to pause and I drew a graph of my life indicating all the major events. And as I plotted the events of my life, I could only see the abuse, the abandonment, the unmet needs and the unhealed wounds in my life. And I knew that I needed a new thing, a new focus, but finding where to start was tough. See, I believe we can all agree that we're surrounded by chaos, by a mess. And it's easy to focus on the problems and sorrow and loss. 
And as the level of stress increases because of that, it begins to feel like it will never end. And so what do we do when the anxiety and stress increases? Well, for many, we turn to negative thinking, to drinking, to blaming, to shaming, to anger, and we, or we fall into depression. And we want to break free, but we don't always know how. So what do we do? And how do we move forward? How do we find the new thing that God is doing in our lives? Well, I want us to look at the Jewish scriptures and look at the story of King Jehoshaphat, who was the fourth king of Judah, and how he dealt with a particular problem in his life. One day, some of his men came to him and told him, there's a huge army coming to, to attack us. And Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat got scared. And man, have you ever felt like a whole army of problems was coming your way? I know I have, but he did something that I think we need to pay attention to. He didn't immediately run to his military leaders to devise a plan. He didn't call his citizens to arms and he didn't order the gates closed. Instead, his first thought was to seek God. And this is what he said in 2 Chronicles 20, 12. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us, and we do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you, he said, speaking to God. So he called on the people throughout Judah to come together and to seek God through prayer and fasting. They recognized their own inabilities, their own limitations, and instead of focusing on the size of the problem, they chose to focus on God. They focused on God because they began remembering that God had always been with them. When they faced other battles, he was with them, and he brought them victory in the midst of those battles. You know, the battles that we face are not unlike Jehoshaphat and the Israelites, Sometimes our battles are big, and at other times, they're overwhelming. We may have warning of the coming of these battles like Jehoshaphat did, or they may strike unannounced like COVID-19. But no matter the battle, guys, let's acknowledge like Jehoshaphat, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on you. See, Jehoshaphat and his men could have run like crazy. They could have hid. That's what they could have done. But instead, they looked to God. They stood on his promises. Instead, they marched toward the enemy with praise and thanksgiving. They didn't focus on the problem at all, but on God who had always been there for them, and their enemy was defeated. So what about you? You have to choose what you're going to focus on in the coming year. Will you focus on the problems, on the battle, or will you focus on God? You get to choose. Are you going to let fear run your life, 
or are you going to trust God's promises? Will you make choices out of fear, out of insecurity about your future? Or do you say, hey, hang on. That's not who I am. I am a child of the living God. And fear is not part of who I am in these battles because I will focus on God. I will look to him and the promises that he has made and look for the opportunities before me. So the question might then be, so what does refocusing look like? Well, some of you are grieving the loss of a loved one. And just recently, I met with some families who indeed did lose loved ones. And the families were grieving this loss. And grief is a natural response to loss, guys. While they understood that their loved one is now with the father and that there will be no more tears, no more suffering, no more pain for them, they still grieve the loss. And I even asked one person, when you spent time with your mother toward the end, what were some of the things that she said to you? And she said, you know, in the midst of her pain, and knowing that her life was going to end, she said, don't be sad for me. I will be dancing in heaven. I will be dancing in heaven. Grief, it's the living who experience it. Those who go on to be with the Lord rejoice. And so Bonnie for a second, and Bonnie, I saw the video of your grandfather dancing, and, and yes, he is dancing in heaven. And Elizabeth, your son is in God's house. He's dancing in heaven. And for all of you who have suffered the loss of a loved one, know that it takes time to fully absorb the impact of your loss. You will never stop missing your loved ones, but they will always be in your heart. But while you're in the midst of your pain, God wants you to know that he understands. See, he saw you the other day when you were upset. He was with you last night when you were crying, when you were hurt, when you were angry. He saw you and he has not forgotten. He sees the pain. And get this, guys. God takes all those tears that you shed and he puts them in a bottle. I can imagine heaven is full of bottles, full of tears. But I want you to refocus by doing this. Remember his promises. He is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. He understands and offers to be with you and comfort you. And he promises to give you the peace that passes all understanding. God is with you through it all. He wants you to know that weeping endures for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So think about those things. And some of you have lost your jobs. Now, let's be honest. For some of you, this has been answered prayer because you didn't like your job anyway. And you found it hard to get up each day and go to work. Yet you did because you needed a paycheck. Well, I want you to refocus and to begin by asking God to open new ways to use your gifts 
and talents. And while you're waiting for those opportunities, remember, you may not always be able to see what God is doing, and you may not always understand his timing, but you can be confident in this. He is at work creating new pathways. And for others of you, losing your job or your business is a shattered dream. You're reeling from the fact that everything that you worked for has been upended. It seems like you knew the plans, you had the dream, but all of a sudden, all of it is gone. All of it has been shattered. So what do you do with those shattered dreams? And how do you find hope when you're bitterly disappointed? Well, here's the deal. Remember that God is with you. And don't depend on your own understanding and the right direction to go. Listen for his voice. Share with him your fears, your struggles. Ask him, what now, God? What now? Ask him to open new doors of opportunity that not only will accelerate new dreams, but perhaps will restore what the locusts have eaten and a new direction that wasn't even on your radar. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And some of you still have jobs, still have your health and haven't lost loved ones. For you, refocus. This is a time to continue to seek God and to reach out and help others. See how you can become part of the solution to those in need and ask God to create new pathways for you to continue to live your purpose. Join the volunteer opportunities, the food bank, donate blood, bless a block. Ask God to show you where you can make an impact and do it safely and continue to live your purpose. And for those of you who don't know God or who feel far from him and you've been seeking for answers, oh man, for you I say it's time. It's time. You can't wait till you're perfect because it's not going to happen. You can't wait till you feel better. Now is the time. He sent his son Jesus. We just celebrated his birth but he sent him to die for you. His birth was an end. His birth was a beginning to end on the cross for you. I want you to know you are loved too much to stay in your junk and you are loved too much to keep hanging on to the things that are destroying you. You are loved too much. It's time for you to make a decision. City Church, well, we're made up of people with stories and sometimes very messy stories, but we're saved by God's grace alone. And we all have different struggles and different messes that we have made over our lifetime. You see, when we stand between a problem of circumstance and a promise of God, we can only focus on one or the other. And when we focus on the problem, the result can lead to anxiety and stress. But when we focus on the promise, the result can be the power of God, the presence of God, and the peace 
that passes all understanding. Remember earlier, I shared some struggles I've had. And initially, I focused on my problems, on the mess, on the pain. Then I decided to refocus. And I began to look for God's handprints in my life in the middle of that mess. You know what I found out? He was always there, always. I couldn't see his hand in my life because I was so focused on the pain. And as I began to see his presence in my life, I found hope. I saw redemption and transformation. He took me, a broken, damaged person. He loved me at my worst, encouraged me through my failures, filled my unmet needs and healed my wounds. And I experienced his extravagant love and forgiveness, not when I got perfect, but in the middle of my mess. And he, he created a new pathway. He has used my mess, my story, my pain, my heartaches, my struggle, my past to comfort and encourage others and to help others find freedom. And he wants to do the same thing with your story. So let us find God's handprints in the midst of 2020 as you reflect, but then refocus and keep your eyes on him in 2021. Listen con grandes orejas, with big ears, and see his hand in your life because God says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Let's pray. Father God, first I ask that you speak to the hearts of those that are listening that don't know you yet, that haven't experienced your love and your forgiveness that are seeking for answers. I pray that even now your Holy Spirit would prick their heart and let them know that you love them and are waiting for them with open arms. I pray that they would believe in you. And I pray that you continue to bring comfort to those who have lost loved ones. And I pray that you would provide for protection for the needs of people. And I pray that you would show us what else we can do to help others. I also pray that you continue to open new opportunities for us to share our love, your healing, your freedom. Open our eyes, Father, open our eyes. And then, Father, in 2021, I know it's gonna bring new challenges, but what an opportunity to experience you in the coming year. May we keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. May we keep our eyes focused on you. For you have said, you are doing a new thing. In Jesus' name, amen.